Did you know that in the lectionary, the assigned readings for each Sunday that we often use, the Old Testament reading is chosen to somehow go along with the gospel reading? I wonder why they chose to put together the story of Jacob's midnight wrestling match and Jesus' parable of the widow and the unjust judge. They're both kind of strange stories in their own way. Perhaps they were put together because they're both about wrestling. Jacob was a scoundrel. He was a swindler and a cheat. Yet God had chosen him in his mother's womb to be the one through whom God's promises to Abraham would come true. You probably remember that Jacob was a twin. His brother Esau came out first with Jacob grabbing his heel. In fact, that's what the word Jacob means, is grasps by the heel or supplants. Jacob did everything he could to get ahead. He swindled his brother out of his inheritance and his father's final blessing. He used trickery to get the best of his father-in-law's flocks and herds. In today's reading from Genesis, Jacob was finally heading back home with his growing family and his flocks and his herds. And his estranged brother Esau, who he had cheated all those years before, was coming to meet him with 400 men. Jacob and his family reached a river the night before he and Esau would meet, and it would be the first time that they had seen each other since Jacob had cheated him all those years before. Jacob sent several flocks ahead of him, saying they were presents for Esau, hoping to put Esau in a better mood. Then he sent his wives and his children and everything he had across the river, but he stayed on the safe side by himself overnight. Was Jacob being cautious or cowardly? It's hard to say. I don't know about you, but I've done a lot of things that at the time I thought were wise decisions, but really turned out to be rather cowardly. Have you ever made a stupid choice that ended up costing you later? Jacob sure did. Suddenly, beside the river, Jacob was wrestling in the dark with someone. They grappled all night long, and neither one of them could get the upper hand. And finally, the the sun was starting to come up, and so his rest, you know, his the guy he was wrestling with played dirty. He struck Jacob on the hip, knocked his hip out of joint, but Jacob would not let go of him. And finally, as the sun was starting to come up, the guy must not have wanted Jacob to see his face for some reason. And so he said, let me go. The dawn is coming. And Jacob said, I won't let you go unless you bless me. And so then he said, well, what's your name? My name's Jacob. Well, you're no longer going to be called Jacob. You're going to be called Israel, which means wrestles with God. Because you have wrestled with humans and with God and have prevailed. And so he blessed Jacob there, changed his name to Israel, and then left before dawn arrived. 
Jacob's new identity, Israel, came at a cost. He went away limping and humbled. I won't let you go unless you bless me. Be careful what you ask for, Jacob. You can't wrestle with God and not be changed. When Jacob finally met his brother, he humbly bowed to the ground in front of him seven times. But Esau lifted him up and embraced him with tears. Esau hadn't come to wrestle him to the ground, but to welcome him home. He didn't want Jacob's gifts. He just wanted his brother back. Jacob said to Esau, To see your face is like seeing the face of God, since you have received me with such favor. A wrestling match and an unexpected welcome. Jacob wrestled with humans and with God and somehow prevailed. His opponent became the one who rescued and blessed him. God preserved the scoundrel's life because he had a plan for him and his family. Struggle brings blessing. Jesus told a parable about a widow struggling with a bad judge. She was tenacious, like a bulldog. She gradually wore him down. I won't let you go until you give me justice. And the judge finally relented. So Jesus closed the parable by saying, if an unjust judge who doesn't fear God or have any respect for people will grant justice to a persistent widow, how much more will God grant justice for His chosen ones who cry to Him day and night? God loves having us come to Him in prayer. We are His chosen ones, the ones He delights in. He wants us to wrestle with Him in prayer. Both of these stories, Jacob and the widow, are about wrestling with people and wrestling with God. I won't let you go until you answer. Our wrestling with God is rewarded, but we are changed in the process. We become new people who wrestle with others, not for personal gain, but for justice, to set things right. We stand up for people who are bullied, mistreated, and oppressed. We fight for those who cannot fight for themselves. Jesus wrestled with people throughout his life. He especially fought with the religious authorities. He called the Pharisees and the scribes whitewashed tombs, all pretty on the outside but full of death inside. In the temple, Jesus overturned the tables of the money changers and chased out the animal sellers with a whip. He said, you've made God's house of prayer into a marketplace. Jesus' ministry was full of conflict and struggle with religious people and the forces of evil. He chased out demons and rebuked evil spirits. He wrestled against the devil's temptations to turn aside from what he came to do. Jesus also wrestled with his heavenly Father in prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. He prayed in such 
torment there in the garden that his sweat was like drops of blood. He knew what was coming. Betrayal, abandonment, ridicule, torture, and death. And he cried out to God, Father, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me. Don't make me drink the bitter dregs of suffering and death. Yet not my will, but yours be done. He chose to trust his Father, even through death. Even though he cried out, Jesus was not given justice. Instead, he suffered injustice for you and me and the whole world. His wrestling with people and God came at a cost. Not just a limp, but crucifixion and death. He felt abandoned, even by his Father. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? He lived out Isaiah 53, which says, Surely He took up our pain and bore our suffering. Yet we considered Him punished by God, stricken by Him and afflicted. He was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. The punishment that brought us peace was on Him, and by His wounds we are healed. By suffering injustice and death, Christ absorbed everything that our world could dish out. Through Him, God began setting things right. Even death began to work backwards. On the third day, God raised Jesus to life. Hebrews 5 says, During the days of Jesus' life on earth, He offered up prayers and petitions with fervent cries and tears to the One who could save Him from death. And he was heard because of his reverent submission. Jesus prayed for us. He interceded for us with his life. Jesus wrestled with people and with God and prevailed by being wounded. Now he calls us to wrestle. You will be my witnesses, he says to us. You will bear my name to the world. Wrestle for justice. Wrestle with people to do what is right in your family, your community, your nation, and your world. We have the privilege and honor in our country to elect our officials and to persistently call them to do the right thing. The widow didn't just pray for justice in her closet. She hounded the judge to do the right thing. I won't let you go until you give me justice. We call on people to do what is right. And we call on God to set things right. When the Son of Man comes, will He find faith on earth? Jesus wondered. He will find faith if we have been wrestling on our knees. Prayer strengthens faith. What shall we do while, while we wait for Christ to return, especially when we see injustice around us? We wrestle in prayer night and day, expecting God to give justice to His chosen ones. We won't let you go until you set things right. We pray for justice in an unjust world. 
We ask, we seek, we knock, we wait. Fred Craddock remembers in one of his books how in a large gathering of people concerned about unfair and oppressive conditions in our society, an elderly black minister read the parable of the widow and the unjust judge and gave a one-sentence interpretation. He said, Until you have stood for years knocking at a locked door, your knuckles bleeding, you do not really know what prayer is. Knocking at a locked door with bleeding knuckles. I won't let you go until you open this door. Maybe by our persistent knocking at heaven's door, we ourselves are being hammered into a cup that can hold the answer when it comes. When we wrestle with God, we don't walk away the same. We are changed. We see ourselves differently. We see that we are the scoundrels that God chooses to bless. We are the brother who welcomes the lost one home. We are the widow crying out for injustice, against injustice. We are the unjust judge who needs to be pushed to do the right thing. Wrestling with people to do what is right and wrestling with God to set things right changes us and changes the world. We wrestle because Christ wrestled for us and prevailed. Amen.